Mid-market sized businesses are where the true economic action in business really is. They are nimble and agile, they're factories of growth, they lead in innovation and they're early adopters of tech. These enterprises need the right tools, support and environment to flourish. But sadly, they're often overlooked and undervalued. Not here though. This is the Mid-Market Matters podcast and I'm your host, Craig West. We'll explore pain points, growth strategies and how to find the competitive edge. Welcome to SME Radio. On this episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're going to talk about a mid-market success story. It's a little bit of an unusual one. It's a family-owned business, been in the family, I think, for three generations. We'll check that in a minute. And the family actually runs an IGA or a super IGA supermarket down in Leeton and Lily Pilly Winery. And we're joined today by Frankie Fimara, one of the family members who really doesn't have a title, he tells me. He's not, uh, the family don't have titles. What they do is have roles within the business and they're one of the workers with the rest of the team. Frankie, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me on, mate. So a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about the family and the family business to start with. Yeah, it's it's a really good story, Craig. I'm, I, I love it. Loves telling the story. And um, I'm actually the third generation uh, boy in, in the family. Back in the 1950s, uh, my, my nonno and nonna, which is grandmother and grandfather, came over to Australia from yep. Italy. My nonna's sort of worked on the railway for a little bit here and decided to start fr- growing some fruit and veg. There was a side, a side cart sort of shop on the side of the road and Uncle, um, my nonna took that over. Brought his uh, family over from Italy. It consists of Manuna and seven boys. It's a really strong, obviously male male family. Oh, and seven um, boys. Seven boys, yeah. Well, actually, there was five boys there, and they had two boys here. So that was. Uh, right. But seven altogether. Yeah, seven altogether in the business, and it started from a little shopping cart, and now sixty years later. It's, a, it's very, a very successful Super IJ. It's got petrol, it's got uh, liquor, uh, inside butchery like m- most supermarkets don't have these days. They sort of just have a uh, showcase, yeah. but we've got a survey area as well, so we, we have wow. that little point of difference. Uh, yeah, fruit and veg department, we have a coffee bar. Recently instated, a, a, we put in a, a chemist, Bush's chemist. They approached us to see if they could uh, put a chemist into our stall and, and we oh, wow. agreed okay. to terms and that's a really good point of difference we have from all the strong competitors that we got around us. Went from that to there and then we also in back in the nineteen in the early nineteen seventies, my nonno and his son Mick, Uncle Mick, um, started a vineyard as well. And that's how Lily Police started. The IGA business is far more than just I mean I've got a suburban IGA up the road here, but it's just a small yeah, you know, local supermarket. You're talking about I guess, a modern version of the old-style country town general store. you got everything. Yeah. We're very lucky to, to have – we're sort of a little bit out of town, like about a K out of the main the main circle. And we also got a garden shop as well. Oh, right. Uh, okay. A, a, a nursery. So, yep. um, okay. You really have got yeah. everything. Yeah, we really have. And we're, this is where I, I sort of me and my cousins step in. We're trying to, um, you know, update it and, and make sure we keep up with the times. And that's that's yep. a bit of a family business where we can all um, sit down and and talk about it. Yeah, but going back to the winery, Uncle Mick and my nonno started a vineyard up up in 1972. Then my uncle Robert, which is the second youngest boy, decided yep. to become a winemaker in 1983. 
Yeah, 1982, sorry. Yeah, and had our, our first wine in 1983, yeah. From then on, we've been um, um, operating as a whole business. It's under P&A from our own sons. So uh, yep. we sort of operate as, as a one whole business, but two set in, sort of separate businesses at the same time. And tell me a bit about the, without going into all the financial details, but, you know, how yep. big is the business? How many people do you employ? What sort of money you talk about turning over, et cetera? So the IJ alone, we, we employ around 100 people. That includes full-timers, casuals, part-timers, yeah, sure. family members and all that. The winery is not so big. It's about the six to seven people. We do manage to produce the wine and, and make it all with them people, but it'd be great to have to be a lot, lot bigger. But um, at the moment, we're sort of doing what we're doing and we're travelling along all right. The supermarket sort of turns over anywhere between the between the 15 and 18 million a year that's a pretty good going for a little country town that we're in um and yeah, it is. plus we, we have Woolworths and and Audi in town as well so um that's a credit to sort of my family and and what we're we're trying to achieve out there yeah mate that's fantastic so you're not it's not a small business by any means it, it really is a mid-market business we talk yes. about mid-market being greater than five million turnover and it's certainly that and yes, 100 yep. staff, which is – so it must be a fairly substantial employer in the town as well. 100 people is fairly substantial. Yeah, and we, and we have we have been since day dot, um, Greg. Mm. We more or less sponsor every single sporting club in town. Now that sort of I've been in there, I'm sort of getting involved in all the all the outings for, for the uncles because they're not really a sort of going out and um, networking and – all that kind of jazz. So I sort of um, taken that role up as a representative, and it's really good. It's really humbling because we've got a lot of successful business people in this country town, and um, to hear their stories about my dad and my nonno and nonna, and you know my uncles and what they've done is um, is really humbling. And to have That's two fantastic. big, yeah, two big supermarket chains in town, and and to be you know one of the um, the main. The main business in town is is great for over 60 years, so which is, yeah. You've got very serious competitors with deep pockets in Woolworths and Aldi. How have you yes. been successful competing with them? To be honest, when Woolworths come to town, I was, I was sort of only a young fellow then. My father was still alive and I sort of, you know, sat down with him at the tea table every night and Dad said, you know, what are we going to do? He told me, and I'll never forget it, he said, we are just got to be better than them. We've got to have a point of difference that, they can't have and we can do better sounds easy right um, it sounds really easy <laughs> it's bloody hard but i think we've achieved that we do have a point of difference um and the people in this town are, are great that they're, they're awesome it's hard to, to win them over that once you get them there you've got them for life and um that's what we do you treat your customer the way they the way they love to be treated and you, and you give them what they what they ask for the scary thing about it greg i think we're getting better what we're doing which is good um the, the shop hasn't operated uh this good for nearly 55 years in times like these with worse how how strong worse and audi and coles are and our ij sort of is is operating that good um you know we're stoked we're we're really good and and what it is i, I think is what i said before craig is that point of difference that we have i'm the social media man which I'm still yep. learning how to do that. I'm doing courses. I'm, you know, I'm I'm following a lot of successful people and 
um, looking at what they do. Um, right. I do a couple of crazy videos and, and, and it works. People love it. You're obviously passionate. You can hear when you talk, you're passionate about the business and the family history and so on, which I think is an important part of the story as well. I've learned of, of a really good mate of yours. I've learned of Mark Boris that um, passion only takes you so far. And two years ago, I was I was just running on passion, but now I've got to actually, you know, knuckle down and, and really use that passion to um, drive you know, a little bit more than what we're getting out of, you know, what we do. And I think that's the most important thing I've ever, I've, I've learned is, you know, you can always have your passion, but you sort of, you've got to, you know, drive that passion with, with hunger and um, things that you do good, things that you, you're good at and mix yeah. it up. As, as you know, you, you've spoken to me, Mark is very, very passionate, but he also yeah. delivers, you know, he does what he says he's going to do. He's, he's not just passionate because passion is not enough, as you said. Yeah, um, that's right. Be active and, and do things and, and work in the community. So you're obviously doing very well there. Mate, the winery, it's a little bit different yes. to running a, a super IGA and a, you know, chemist, butchery, whatever else it is. Um, everything. It is. It is. The winery yeah, is a very is. different business, but it's been very successful as well because I know, you know, and I've, I've actually tried some of the wine, but I've also been in Qantas flights where the wine's been served. So it's obviously popular and well regarded. How have you got, yes. how's that been so successful? What's happened there? Back in the days where I wasn't ever around, it all started back then. We, um, Uncle Robert's first first one, they, they called it Tremelon, and they won the inaugural um, Sydney Royal Easter show with that wine. Um, it all started right. from there. And then our most successful sort of that put us on the map was the sweet wines that are served on Qantas, first class yep. and, and business class and internationally. Uncle Rob makes the best in the world. One of our uh, sweet wines have won over 30 trophies and 30 gold medals. That's huge. It is huge. And recently, we just won the 2002 Noble Blend, I think it was, has just won best Australian champ uh, sweet wine in Australia. I speak to Uncle Robert about it a fair bit. That's what put put us on the map because we have been with Qantas for 12 years and every year they, they just love the wine. We... Sort of, I'm very lucky to you know have them on board and for them to be so loyal to us too. As you know, there's so much, so many wineries out there that try and do the same thing. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and once you get your foot in the door, you just want to keep it there. And I think that's what Uncle Rob's drive is to keep making the good wine and get the quality up for for people like Qantas and that that are really good. Oh, it's it's a great story. It's really impressive. You've talked about passion before. What are some of your other tools and tips for mid-market business owners? What else do you think makes you guys successful? You know how the corporate companies, Coles and all the big chains operate. They sort of have a, have a structured plan, which I'm not knocking them. They're, they're, it's a really good structure. But we have a thing where we, we want to be the same, but we don't. We want to be better than them. And I think the way we operate is we have to, know what the customers want first because the family business is a bit different we don't have a big board meetings and we sort of just hit and hope when you do that i think in in a, in a town like ours um it, it tends to work because we we try new things every time if it doesn't work we squash it we start a thing another thing straight away ij's the best because we are independently owned and we can do our own I sort of have our own touches on on each supermarket and um yep. I think that's where we we do win, and I think IJ are, are growing, growing each year because of that. Because we we can put our own touches on each store, um, own different um, personal things at each store, 
And I think people are starting to come around and um, really appreciate that. Mate, I'm interested to find out what motivates you to succeed. You're obviously passionate about the business. You're talking about the family history and, you know, Uncle Rob this and all of that. And there's a lot of history and, and, and emotion attached to that. What motivates you, though, day to day to get up and keep doing what you're doing and be successful? Yeah, great question, Greg. Um, my number one motivation is is my father. He had really good plans for me and sort of his life got cut short by, by cancer and we sort of got ambushed with that and... Yeah. Ever since his passing, Craig, I've I've had that passion, and each year I'm getting better and better. And um, every day I wake up, I just want to make him proud and be successful uh, like they were, and sort of carry on the family business for another 40, 50 years, and even do better if I can. Yeah. So that that drives me every morning. And motivation is really good because um, you know I sort of don't want to let him down, and that's what you know drives me. And I've got a young family that I want to sort of uh, let them have a life I had, which was great. Always yep. had a supermarket, always had food on the table. And Will they end up working um, in the business, do you think? I want them to at a young age and then I want them to uh, hopefully by the time they get a bit older, I'll have uh, a few more IJs, hopefully. <laughs> so is that um, part of the plan to expand into other other areas maybe? Um, it's not part of the uncle's plans, but it's, it's sort of part of my and my cousin's plan. We want to expand a little bit and hopefully one day buy two or three IJs or one one big IJ. It's sort of take it that way. And if it, if it doesn't work out, there's always other other plans. <laughs> um, sure, but it sounds like you're well on the way, so it's, it's going very well. Yeah, it is. It is, Greg. And like I said, you got to get up every morning and have that passion and drive and keep going and, and, and things will happen. You mentioned your dad, and I'm, I'm pretty sure your dad would be pretty yep. pleased to see where the business is at and how well it's going. Who else has been a big influence in on you and your business life? That's a really good question because I've got about four or five people. <laughs> uh, one of them is Mark Boris. I've, I sort of went to his masterclass. When was that? Was that last year, two years ago? Yeah, um, it was uh, two years ago. Oh, no. no. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a while ago. A while ago. But before that, I was sort of following him on Facebook and I used to watch his, his shows. I just loved listening to him talk. He knows his stuff. Everything he says sort of uh, matches up with, with what I want to do, what, what I'm doing. Um, and then also, I completed one of his online masterclasses uh, a couple of months ago. I go back to that when I'm at work and I, I sort of go back and have a, have a listen to a couple of things, read a couple yep. of documents that I've printed off and that really helps, and that, it, it, he inspires me. Um, I've got a local fellow here named Jody Rudd. He was actually my football coach because I played uh, first grade local footy for f- up to 15 years here, and um, he, he left Leeton, went to Sydney, played um, played for West Tigers, and then um, come back to Leeton, coached us, um, had a really big part of my life um, for three or four years. Yeah. I've known him all my life. He's really good at what he does uh, personally and how he shapes his family life. And I love that because I, I, I need a bit of <laughs> stability in that in that shaping of your, you know, work life, family life, kids. I think that's important to be successful. you got to have that. He's a successful business person. He works at, at a company here. Uh, I think he's like nearly the top dog there. And, yeah, I, re- I just really love how he operates and you know, he's been right. a big part of yeah, my great. life, which is good. Yeah, so. And okay. I've got a, a bike that I work with from the butchery. He's been butchering for 30 years, you know. He's been a big part of what we've done in the butchery 
as well in six years. We've improved the butchery a lot and um, sort of he's sort of been a big part of it. Yeah, of course, my uncles are my, sort of my mentors as well, but they're a lot harder than... Uh, <laughs> I know Mark's <laughs> hard, but they're, they're a lot harder than them. <laughs> I bet they yeah, are. So, but it sounds yeah, like so. you've got a good mixture between celebrity, well-known Mark Boris, business mentor and so on. You've got a footy yes. coat, you've got a butcher that's been in the trade for a long time and you've got your family around you. It's a pretty good balance, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is, Greg. It is. I'm very lucky to have all them people in my life. Like, like I said, it's very important to have them in your life when you want to, when you have Absolutely. a business like this. Mate, that's been really fantastic. Um, before we wrap up, your number one tip for other business owners, what would you say the number one thing they should be doing? Number one thing I have to say would be keep up with what people are doing on social medias, uh, being out in the community. And if you do have a business that is an online business or, or whatever you do, just make sure you're out in people's faces and, and really stick to it. Don't sort of do it and then stop and then do it you have to um really be in their face every every day um, yeah yeah it's yeah, got to be constant these days because it, it's just people just go to the new thing that they see so if you're the thing they see every time you're going to get there um you're going to get their business yeah fantastic mate yeah. frankie thanks for joining us it's been really interesting to hear about you know of quite an old substantial family business that's built up it's way beyond a small business now and it sounds like it's going on to bigger and better things we'll check in with you in the future and just see where you're up to mate but thanks for joining yeah. us today no thank you so much craig i really appreciate it and yeah i hope, hope it was good <laughs> thank you for listening to sme radio proudly produced by eagle wave small business podcasting platform For more great episodes like this, go to smea.org.au. Remember, if you have a story to tell, we want to share it.